Oh, yes. How are you doing? Welcome to Intergalactic Interviews, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, I am MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and with me today on today's medium glorious day is, <laughs> of course, Jay Miz of Kids slash 33 Kids. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing excellent, man. Jay Miz, a.k.a. Motown Mizzy, a.k.a. The Pipes of Persia. <laughs> a.k.a. Miznam P.I. A.k.a. Uh, the Mizzard of Oz. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I like that one, too. That's a good one, bro. How you, how you doing? I haven't seen you in uh, a, a medium amount of time. Yeah, it's yeah. actually been over a month. I'm, I'm doing great, man. A little under the weather today, but always happy to be here. Yeah, you're not feeling well? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. We, I just went back to um, Ontario. It was St. Chris. Or St. Chris. St. Chris. It was his wedding uh, this past weekend, so I went back with her brother and uh, her boyfriend. Or her brother, oh my god, her sister. His sister. His sister. This is off to a great start. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just flying out of the gate here. Yeah, Amazing. Just, yeah. Uh, so he tied the knot uh, this past weekend? Yeah, to his uh, lovely girlfriend. I have a few, uh, some time now, and great couple. Uh, it was a great ceremony. That's cool, man. Yeah, it was real fun, but yeah. I think the travel and the copious amounts of drinking, and that, that really <laughs> took a lot out of me. And here I have you sitting down drinking again. Yeah. Just so you can tell me all about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a real healthy start. You know, we're going into it. Uh, man, you've been on the road so much lately. Just came back from Winnipeg. Uh, how does it feel to finally, you know, not have... Do you have shows planned up already? Or are you back in the city now for a medium amount of time? <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing right now. Um, this is actually, I think October is the first month that we haven't had a show in forever. I'd like like a couple like, years, yeah, maybe a while, right? Yeah, because wow, we usually try to at least have one a year, or what? Yeah, holy man, one a month, dude. And you just did like about five or six months on the road, man. Like that, yeah. that's uh, battle hardened, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. A lot of saw a lot of kilometers, a lot of little white ticks on the road, and all that <laughs> millions. How, how do you feel about uh, doing Canada coast to coast? We had Jesse Laborde on a few weeks ago, and he was like. Yeah, you got to just get into it, basically. You know, you can't half-ass it. So, yeah. I don't know. Do you do the driving, or you guys have a driver? What's... We we kind of split the driving. The majority of it is done by uh, Kelvin, who's part of kids, as well as Ryan, who's part of kids. Right, um, right. Uncle Rye, Riano, Banyo, David Banyo, <laughs> um, <okay>. Hans Molo. <laughs> yeah. All, we, we split it up, but those guys handle the majority of it. They're, they're road warriors. They've like, I know they've driven like up to Whitehorse several times because they, they used to live there, as well as even from, I believe, I don't know if it was Whitehorse or Vancouver to like New York and it's, back. It's crazy that we are living in a current era where we can like jump in vehicles of steel and and go other places that we probably wouldn't be able to travel to by, by foot mostly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like you can hike, you can run, you can swim. But can you drive? <laughs> Wait, I can't swim, man. I, I can't swim either. Not very well. I can't swim either. I uh, I took like seven, maybe eight attempts at yellow, which uh, I don't even know if they do it by color anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure how yeah. the, how the structure works. Yeah, the yellow badge was the first badge you had to earn, right? And then um, that was like, put your face in the water. You're like I'm put drowning. Your, <laughs> yeah, do a starfish. Yeah, I don't float, man. I don't. Float. You don't float? No, I just I don't know like the density or what, but I just sink, man. I just straight sink. I've been the student of like I don't know how many people's attempts to teach me how to do swimming. <laughs> like, like yo, you do swimming? Yeah, like that. Uh, I I don't even know how to um, like front crawl or anything like that. I I have like fifteen seconds of emergency yeah. dog paddle. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got some reserve 
little bit of front crawl, but I can't like do the hands and the feet together. I I don't do it very well. You can't coordinate that. No, it's like my brain just like yeah, nice try, bro. You what the hell? I I don't know. I had I had a girlfriend that once uh, tried to teach me how to swim. She was like like competitive swimmer. She she won. What color was she, like tangerine or something? Yeah, like... <laughs> Teal? Like, <laughs> magenta or something. Magenta? <laughs> but she, she said, when she was teaching me, she said I would like... She could tell like I get to the middle of the pool and all of a sudden I'd just be like trying to get to an edge. Oh, panic. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, fuck this, oh, man. Oh, <laughs> man. That's always been a huge nightmare of mine if you're uh, in the ocean and then you see uh, like... Oh, oh! You read about someone. Oh, yeah, they and then they swam to shore, and and you're like, wow, this guy is out in the middle of nowhere, and he swam. Is like he, that's it. You're swimming for your life, son. That is intense to me. I, I don't know if I could do that. No, that, that must be crazy adrenaline, or he's Aquaman. Adrenaline, like that's what they should carry on all boats. Is they should have a couple shots of adrenaline. Just boom, pop that in your chest. Yeah, and you you swim until your heart explodes or you get eaten. One of those two things. You drown. <laughs> sink like a rock. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts, man. That's why even when like going to the ocean, I just try to go up to my waist and then let the waves do the rest of the work to get to the top of my head, man. I try to- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm always like, hey, you know, if, if the water's uh, uh, shallower than 6'3", then I can swim because I, <laughs> I can walk out there. But, <laughs> yeah. but for the most part, I, I'm just I'm terrified. You know, it's I don't even know what it is. I think maybe when I was younger, my mom might have been like... Uh, uh, I have like vague memories of uh, my mom maybe uh, uh, pouring like a brown jug of water over my head. I just remember this like you know because like you're a kid, you're bathing whatever. You know, there's like so many kids. There's so many of my siblings. We all just share bath water and stuff. Yeah. Just real like you know, <laughs> real family style. And uh, I, I just remember having my head uh, soaked under the this this jug. And I don't know if it was too much or something, but like I just have fucking cataclysmic. Nightmares, yeah, of, nightmares like, of like of drowning. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, man, water is a crazy experience. I remember being pulled out of you know Travel Lodge pool back in Kenora, uh, our hometown. I do, yeah, yeah, I do Travel Lodge. I oh remember, yeah, that's uh, that's where dreams are broken. Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost my life, man. I remember being just in the bottom and like underwater, and the Sabisky twins. I don't know if you remember them. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, Carly and Tess. I haven't talked to them in forever. Maybe since this incident. <laughs> but they, like, I just remember them pulling me out of the water. My mom being like, what the hell were you thinking, kitty? Like, wow. what are you doing? But I, was, I didn't even realize it until like later because I was so young, right? But, that's, that's terrifying. Man. Yeah, I was that's freaking out. That's seriously terrifying. Yeah. Uh, the idea that um, you can't ingest something of this earth and, and then you'll die. That's, that's a, t- that's a yeah. crazy thought, right? Like, um, the fact that fish survive in it and we can't breathe it and they can't survive out of it but you know that makes me think of like interdimensional like what can we see what like what do we know you know like when we see a, a third dimension uh, a movie we're like whoa a 3d movie yeah but really what are the what are the sounds we can't hear because the, the human range of hearing is like 20 hertz to like twenty thousand kilohertz right yeah. and, and that outside of that hearing when they talk about animals that can hear much lo- wider much lar- larger than that they actually they're, they're talking about this like color spectrum essentially that we can't even understand like all those colors we were talking yep. about earlier like i don't even know i don't even know what it sounds like right so that's weird that there's these this whole frequency that we can't even comprehend but it's there it's there and that that's really uh, that's where i think the aliens 
Oh, for sure. That's where they are, man. That's, for sure. <laughs> I know you know Mr. Broughton, the math teacher, too, uh, back from our high school in Beaverbrook. He would say that to us. He's like, it's just because we can't see it. We can't talk about it. That's like, right. That's right. Because it's not physical. But he's like, it doesn't mean there's not something right there in the room that's looking at me doing, saying something, but I can't see it. Exactly. My, we're not trained to that. So he really started that you know, spark in my mind. Like, oh, yeah. man. Math teacher. Eh? Yeah, we actually go way back. People yeah. people think we just kind of uh, work in this like uh, uh, music capacity and our dynamic is like artist producer artist 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 producer producer artist whatever but the idea is actually that we we go way back yep we go uh into the beginning of junior high essentially yeah well uh maybe maybe after that maybe high i, I met mid, you in, i think it was mid yeah i was like a junior in high school because uh i came over from the rival high school saint and, thomas uh, that was when i met you yeah we were met through a, we met through a mutual friend yeah and then uh uh, we hated each other. Yep. Uh, and then... Uh, Rap diss records. <laughs> writing diss records to yeah. each other. Coming up, yo, y'all, y'all ain't be fresh. And then uh, we we kind of uh, grew this kind of mutual hate thing into, uh, okay, well, what's what's this dude about? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was it was all because of uh, that third party. But uh, I definitely feel like like I've known you a very, very long time. But the similarities keep stacking up. Like, for instance, you have a younger brother named Jordan. Yep. I have a younger brother named Jordan. Are they, are they the same age? I, yeah, yeah, they're the same age, too. They're the they same both are, age. They both are working IT. Like they our, both work in IT currently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan's uh, Jordan's touring. He's doing uh, something uh, with uh, this band in Winnipeg. Oh, sick. Um, but, uh, that guy's I, doing like, always doing like 20 things at once. Yeah, he's doing work with this group named Catalyst. Nice. Uh, to what capacity, I, I don't know at this point, but uh, it was a brief conversation we had. Um, both you and I have JM as yes. our initials. As do they. As do they, as do our brothers. Yeah. That, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's an interesting switch. Yeah, there's like all this different uh, stuff. and uh, Just small things, yeah. And, and once we actually got to know each other, we actually just bonded very well. Oh, yeah. You're got my along so well. So it, this was inevitable. In fact... I'm, I'm I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but uh, the reason I'm even in Vancouver is because you had an open spot at the house you're living at. I was in Kenora. I finished school. I'm just like, I don't know what to do with my life. And you're like, come out here. That Come work with me. And I was like, come to Rupert House. Fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So that, that was really the beginning of my tenure in Vancouver. Oh, that was... Uh it was a beautiful time. I remember vividly uh, when you when you came to Vancouver because uh, uh, you had those suitcases and uh, I met you upstairs and uh, t I was like so geeked waiting for you to show up uh, that I was just listening to, uh, I think it was the Frigazon Complex uh, yep. off of uh, season two of Newbie Noob and Send the Double Boomskies and uh, I was listening to Frigazon Complex on repeat <laughs> like, <laughs> like 35 times in a row and uh, when you showed up I was like, what's up? And uh I, I handed you a bottle of Jack, and we got rocking. I remember that yeah. vividly. <laughs> yeah, that bottle got destroyed for sure. And that that was, I mean, I knew the Jack Daniels thing went down because we spent t plenty of time together before, but that's when I uh, grew my liking oh. to Jack Daniels, which dominated me on Sunday <laughs> night. It's thoroughly dominated uh, several souls over the year, but you've been privy to many of those bottles. You yeah. know, like a lot of the... A lot of that time you're describing at Rupert House, that, that, that grew into such a, an amazing organic thing because it, it was, uh, you came out first, uh, and then we had a, a C-Mac come out, or yep. uh, yeah, and then G-Tone came G -Tone, out, yeah. and then uh, Steve Lingren came out, Lingren, yeah. and then... Uh, 
Jordan even was there for a bit. Yeah, my brother Jordan we were just talking about, yeah. right? Like, you know, the way the way it kept growing, it was like, okay, uh, even the way that came about was uh, I, I came into that house, the Rupert house, you know. Infamous and, uh, house. Infamous. Can't still talk about it to this I, day. Uh, I started renting a single room there, and uh, it was just me, and uh, there was uh, three straight girls and uh, one gay guy. Uh, yeah, I think that's how it was, yeah. And then uh, uh, one of the straight girls moved out, and then it was a gay guy moved in. So now it was me and two gay guys and two straight girls. And uh, I ended up actually having, uh, within two months, all of them had ended up moving out because they're finished school or whatever. They're all a bunch of SFU, like Simon Fraser University grads. And um, they all moved out around the same time, except for the two gay guys. So the girls moved out, and then uh, the gay guys uh, <laughs> stuck around, and then I was like, "Well, uh, uh, I'm gonna just fill these rooms with people I know." And yeah. uh, we just that was that was the move, man. That, that was, was key, man. That's that, how you bring out. That's how you build the team, man. Because uh, I think if people had to come out individually on their own and work their way through the city and just kind of claw around. I don't know. I don't know how much yeah. that would have worked. I think it, it would have been difficult. You know, it just it, the experience would have been different, right? Like, excuse me. Um, even like the, the the first person you introduced me to was Eternal Love, who I'd like heard his music before, and was I was that like the first person I introduced you the to? first uh, hip hop person. Right. Okay. The second was Jacob Evolved. Oh right. So wow, that turned out well. Yeah, th- I think that was like the second day <laughs> of being in the city, and yeah, me and him. That's my that's my little brother. Like that, I only say little because he's younger than me, but. <laughs> Yeah, Jake Evolved of uh, your group, Kids. Yeah, and uh, Kelvin Smoller also. Yeah, and uh, and Ryan and, and Monroe Ryan. now is that's right. Well, is an, a nice addition that we've tacked on over the last year. That's right, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's growing, and it's weird that that uh, Jacob was uh, Jake Evolved was the second guy I introduced you to because he he was uh, working really close with James Hooper. Yeah. Uh, uh, formerly a partner at Productions, uh, my former partner, Hoops? good guy, real good oh, guy. I know you, you hate know? that. I'm sorry. What's oh yeah hoops, hoops yeah. yeah he doesn't like that Shit, <laughs> yeah. my bad Mr H Mr James, H James H he yeah, uh he's a beast he he was the one who introduced me to, to Jake Evolved I don't know if I ever told you the story but uh I was in a, a cipher about maybe two years three years before you moved out here right. and uh, uh it, it was rugged I, I was uh, I was producing but I was probably more focused on vocals at the time and uh, I was in this huge cypher out at, at James's old place in East Van and there was probably about 20 MCs in the house uh, it was a huge cypher Damn. huge cypher and uh, people don't know what cyphers are it's when uh, a bunch of MCs uh, basically pass around the mic and yeah. uh, sometimes the mic is just a, a proverbial thing it's not even that it's just your your airtime basically yeah. so yeah. you know we have beats bumping people are just rhyming around the room um, at one point people were just handing around a book and there are like rhyme words in the book when you put your finger on the on the words. I remember yeah, that's that. Cra- that was, that's pretty crazy. I've that, never even heard of somebody doing that before. That's nuts. Were, yeah, it was it was wild, man. It was wild. And uh, uh, I I only knew uh, like Monumental was there. Uh, uh, Chills was around there. Uh, Eternal was there. We were just talking about Eternal. Um, James, obviously. There's a, a couple of the uh, Hispanic community uh, uh, members like Che Pablucci, Che Pablucci, and yeah. uh, like Vago. Uh, a lot of, a lot of old, you know, like real uh, old heads, the good guys, you know. But um, my my vivid memory of that was uh, uh, everyone was doing really well that night. No one was really uh, kind of, you know, yeah. uh, sticking out as a half-assed or whatever. But Jake Evolve, this kid I didn't even know, uh, steps up in the spot and he, he, he was spitting bars. And it was just kind of like the room just kind of like, mm-hmm. it just kind of just tuned in a little bit more. 
and uh, I, w- I was taking notice, and he had this line about uh, uh, this football player, Brian Erlacher. And he, he said something, and you know what? Honestly, it escapes me today, but I just I remember him saying something about Brian Erlacher, who was like just a devastating, just a yeah, devastating would, tackler, yeah. like he, huge, huge, probably around huge the Super Bowl guy. win time. Oh man, he was devastating, right? Just a huge guy. He would just destroy people on the field. Yep. And uh, he yep. had this line, this bar about uh, about Erlacher, and uh, afterwards I, I remember saying like, "Hey, dude, that was real nice." And you know what? To this day, I can remember that memory. And uh, you know, fast forward, I had no idea that you and him were gonna go off and make this group, uh, yeah. kids, and, and you know, go on to like tour the country several times, uh, open for le- I don't countless legends at this point. I have no idea, but that that turned out really awesome, and I'm really glad to have had a hand in that. That's uh, yeah, that's rad as yeah, fuck. much respect, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that kid is nuts in the cipher. He's sometimes like you know when you're in the cipher and no disrespect to any people that have been this guy but when they're not on point it just sometimes the guy before you it's like it makes it a little harder because for me personally anyways because i like to roll roll off that person and like take their bars and go into mine that's and, right yeah and keep that energy flowing like so when you're around jake like you right. think because he's so dope in the cypher that it's like real easy to just like run off his bars but sometimes it's hard as fuck because that guy just like dumbs out like blacks yeah. out like that's right there's uh, he's this crazy with there's it. this switch in a, in a freestyle capacity, people don't understand that you're you're essentially defying the laws of physics. You're you're yep. th- you're thinking about what you're about to say while you're saying something else and making it rhyme to your previous line that you were just thinking about. And people don't understand. Like even just saying that to you right now sounds confusing, but when you actually perform that action, it, it's it's unreal. And and the idea that uh, you're bouncing off somebody, that you have this this uh, quid pro quo. With, yep. with somebody you can yep. bounce the ball back and forth with them that's the dynamic man that's why you, you see a real nice cypher you know you google like oh whatever kind of cypher it, it's amazing you know a lot of them are manufactured now yeah like the BT awards the pre-written it's pre-written yeah. stuff but uh, you know if you get a good one going back and forth and it's funny or there's inside jokes that kind of stuff oh yeah people, oh, yeah. people love that right <laughs> like yeah it should get hilarious man. it's so good or you know some people just start like picking things and people out of the room and talking about it you actually taught me how to do that in loaf, loaf and jug man I remember we were sitting up in Loaf and uh, above Loaf or beside Loaf and Chug. It's this place in Kenora, and MD had this apartment uh, with the mutual friend that, you know, made us made us friends. Made us friends, you know. <laughs> Sat us down literally and Shout was, out like, Morgan Coolers, was yeah. like, "Get over this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, bas- yeah. You know that that girl did a lot for me growing up, and but anyways, we were at your guys' apartment, and you, I'd be like, "Man, I can't freestyle. I just, I just can't." Like, I, I was, you know, really young in my crap yeah, yeah and you're like hey you can man it's just about training your brain and and we would sit there and we'd rap and and uh i, I guess thank you for having patience oh, you, <laughs> you know but you you were good though man you it uh, was it was easy to uh uh to kind of prod you along because you were you were already very talented like respect, uh man. there was a there's a very real spark that existed there in, in your writing that i could tell that if you were you were given um the right environment and the right encouragement, I, I was pretty sure that you were going to be able to move ahead. And, yeah. it just, and you know, that was on you. Like, you, you still did it. You know, I, I appreciate yeah. the kind words, but that, oh, was, it, that was you for real. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one thing, you know, like, sometimes I'll just rap to myself, you know, like I'm sure most MCs do. And it's just like bomb bars. You're like, yo, I wish somebody's here to hear this sometimes. And <laughs> I don't remember it all because I don't write it all down. But then when you get in a room with other people, sometimes it's just the energy shift is a little off. You're a little uncomfortable. It's new, you know. And That's right. You just helped me gain that comfort when it came to, to rhyming around people. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. That, that comfort comes with time. The, the time that you spend 
with other people and, and you're learning their cadence and and uh, yep. what you're talking about with Jacob how you roll off their bars you know how you know people that don't rhyme people that don't understand like what we're talking about it's it's interesting to me that that this whole dynamic exists because it's crazy like like there's as many as many unique combinations of rhymes as there are people essentially so yep. every everyone's unique personality comes out through their rhymes and you can tell who's put the work in you can tell who's furthered along to a point and it's it's really actually like uh probably one of the most interesting things i've ever come across because you can see someone who's like super introverted very very quiet at the party but then you give them that spotlight and just they they go off yeah they go off yeah yeah it's amazing it's amazing to me yeah i think that's crazy i think I think that's probably some of the best stuff I've ever seen in my life. It's amazing. Yeah, a, a dope cipher. There's nothing, nothing like it. That's why I try to when nobody's looking, I try to turn the the record button on my phone so I can just like oh, you steal a so bit I can just, just be like, yo, <laughs> maybe we'll get something good and this could be like part of an album one day or something like oh, just, like capture it, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you never know. Like you can't you can't gauge it. You can't be like, oh, well, this one's gonna be the best cipher ever. Because that's true. You don't you don't know going into it. If yeah. It's, like unless it's some pre written stuff, which. Something that's about not, turning the record button on when people are aware of it. That's weird, hey? Yeah, yeah. That's weird. Things people, change, man. People don't, I don't know, they don't react the same way. Like, uh, this conversation we're having right now for the show, this is, like, very natural. Yeah. Because, because we're just talking. Yeah. You know, and uh, we know each other and, and uh, we, we can uh, relate to things very easily. But if we were to start rhyming right now and I was like, okay, we're going to record this right now. Yeah even though we're very comfortable and we've done that hundreds of times with each other there's this inevitable like oh what uh it might turn out to be doo-doo, yeah what man. am i gonna say yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> you never, it might be amazing it might not it's i can't i can't gauge it for you it's i always say that too with the guys i'm like man because so many like weird things happen like on the road it's all together like just stupid inside things but like it might be funny to the Two public stories man yeah road stories <laughs> yeah but it's like if i always tell them i want to record it but I know that it would take us like a couple months for everybody to get used to me like constantly recording. Because even when I pull out the phone and I'm like, yeah. "Hey, say something to the camera," it's just not. It's still natural, but it's not that. Is how about when people as genuine? How about when you say, "Say something to the camera," and then someone always goes, "Say something to the camera." Oh man, that is the like. Why, why don't you just kick me in the face? Yeah. You're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. <laughs> it does only, take a while though to get acclimated. I only to have it. an eight gigabyte phone. You're wasting too much space, man. <laughs> It does take a while to get acclimated to uh, to, to the uh, the camera, though. Like to have yeah. to have the okay, we're, this is a forever yep. thing. Yeah, you know, a lot of people coast by on the idea that hopefully you'll forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. So. Yeah, because even from like uh, live performances, by far my favorite part of the process. I love right, I love it all, but live performing, like performing live, live performing, live performing, live performing. I love that man. Like that's when I feel like I'm at my best. That's when I feel the most comfortable, <clears throat> I, and I feel just like this this energy in me. So I, I always thought like when I start doing videos, I can just like transfer that, right. you know? Like it'll right, just be right. like we're gonna do this. But man, like I look back at stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of a little awkward, you know? But it, with time and doing it more, it, it definitely like, loosens up. Like actual produced videos, or do you yeah. mean, or you mean like live video, like fan captures and no, stuff? No, like produce like fan captured and most time i can't really tell other than like if i do notice it i'll try like hey yo go point at your camera like it's me Mizzy. <laughs> how you doing man you personalize it right yeah. there for them yeah yeah because i always remember uh sign the tape <laughs> one of my first one of the uh the best show that i ever saw was a krs one show in oshawa okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. and and uh the bar and he's like uh, 
I'm number one, no, I lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. He did that right into my camera phone. Wow. My phone, and I was just like, oh my God, it's Karis. Like, <laughs> just geek the fuck out, right? And I, I was so mad when I lost that phone because I was like, there's that footage gone oh. forever, you know? Now I, I dump that's everything gone? immediately. Oh. but That's gone? Yeah, it was back in the Damn. day. It was before the smartphone era, you know? So Damn. It was on a Motorola Razor? <laughs> yes, yeah. Or something that, like, just like a little flip phone, like, here you go, buddy. It's like, in some landfill right now. Some guy was like, ah, Razor. <laughs> yeah. Nobody Didn't wants want. that. Well, that's that's pretty fucked. What's your favorite uh, city to perform in so far? You've, you've toured in you know extensively now, the last few years especially. Yeah, uh, yeah. Coast to coast several times. What's your favorite city to perform in? Um, that, one, or that you've performed in? There, there, there's definitely several. Like Calgary always <clears throat> does as well. Uh, Toronto because I get to go back and so many of my college buddies are there and right, right. Like some professors like Tony Sutherland and them, they come out and it's so cool to have those guys there. Like seeing what it's become. But uh, I hate to say this, because probably, you're probably going to give me the gears for this, but Montreal, man. Montreal is the home of the greatest sports franchise of all time to ever <laughs> exist in anything. So that's not surprising. Oh, man. But it's just cool, because especially the first time we were there, I, I did, we didn't know what to expect. And we did uh, uh, Fufu and Electric. And this is a legendary venue, right? Like, Kurt Cobain's played this stage. Like, Isn't there, like, a tremendous amount of graffiti in this all building? All over, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all over. And it's, like, black walls. Like, I remember when we first got there, I uh, went to the bathroom, <laughs> and Jake Evolve was just coming on. He's like, yo, man, you should probably keep your phones on tonight just because uh, this place looks a little bit grunchy. You it never know what's going to happen. shady. Yeah, yeah. because you don't know. Like, it's the first time we've been there. We're not from there. I've never been to Montreal before that experience. Ever? Ever, never, ever, ever, ever. I only had made it as far as Kingston, Ontario, before right. that last Mass Days tour, uh, and then we got further. Did Ottawa? Wow. I'd never even been to nation's capital, man. Like it was, it was different. But the the thing about that crowd was they they just showed us so much love, and a lot of people they come up and they'd be like, oh, oh my my English is not very good, but actually, and like and it, their English is good. Yeah, it, yeah. They're like if I was to try to t- talk to you in French, it would not make any sense. Yeah, the sense. reverse of that wouldn't work. It would never work. It would never, it would never work. work. Right. So I'm just like, no, you're killing it man they're like and they show so much love like you were crazy performers i loved your flows this and that and they, they point out specific things but on top of that when you are when we were performing like the crowd control was really easy and that some nights that doesn't work like i've done regina where it was a full full crowd and we try to get them into it and they just like stare at us like we have three heads man like wow well, well, well there an, are three heads and but, that's in a pure anglophone like yeah 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 wow yeah, and but then yeah, you know you do see him get up for like Death Three. He was like their hometown boy, right? He he kills it. So yeah, he they get up and they go wild for him. So then it, it even confused me even more. It's like I've seen that multiple times where they just like stare at me like I'm, mm. like I guess I'm that ugly man. Like I don't. Uh, I don't know. That's but, a that's a weird thing dealing with crowds, right? Yeah. Because uh, you know in entertainment, um, I think music has it the most difficult. You know, I think in a live element, music has the hardest sell to get someone into it because it's something that's so defined. It's so personal taste, it, yep. you know, and you can the best at best you can go to a single genre show and hope that something there kind of meets your palate. People don't understand that. Like, it, it's very, very difficult to do. But when you can pull a crowd, oof, that's, yeah, it feels that's one good. Of the best and things you do. It's, that's why I love that. Yeah, that it, uh, show because we were like they don't speak our language, man. Like, and we're speaking so fast, they don't know our music. Like they've never heard it, so it's not to say that they like. We're there for like a certain track is not possible. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah, right. So like the way they would move and listen to what you're saying and and they would it was really crazy experience. And in fact, that that show itself 
actually is what got us the second tour that we recently did with like uh we did it partially with dl but then we did it the rest on our own but the all uh, with the other, dl incognito yeah yeah with yeah dl incognito but excuse me i'm gaseous from this beer <laughs> uh but that hell's gate okay. what what up hell's gate classic that brings it back to rupert house too i digress so i've been drinking a long time <laughs> um that show for the mass days tour they that got us booked for um a festival what, it, what festival under pressure festival it's this graffiti be it's ma- mainly based around graffiti which was crazy absolutely nuts done by sterling downey and uh, <clears throat> melissa what so they're doing like live live uh like uh, spray painting and stuff yeah all like they they black out the walls on <clears throat> certain sections of the of saint Catherine street and around it they 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 black out the previous year's graffiti oh yeah and then they get artists from all over the world to come and and do a new piece like there's group sessions like a team one or there's oh, individual yeah. and then they had like had a so at one point there's an mc rocking the mic in this parking lot while the dj is cutting for b-boys that are dancing while people are spray painting on the so walls. So it's like all the elements of hip hop. Yeah, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh my god, man, this is what I've waited for. This like is Mecca. This is yeah. crazy. That was sick. crazy. So that that got us invited back and, and really set up this past tour. So it was a really good experience for us. I feel kind of conflicted. I, I wouldn't be completely transparent if I didn't tell you that I, it makes me feel weird that uh, the the guys doing the visual art at this festival they they work on it and then it only exists for a year and then they get painted over yeah i I feel like maybe because i have zero visual talent myself okay yeah i have trouble with stick figures man (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) i I just i I can't do anything painting i can't can't draw can't sketch can't do anything like that uh that's not my skill set so so i I think when i i I hear about something like that like the art is you know it's gone i'm like wow because i don't know if i if i if i made a piece of music for that that festival and it was only existed for a year and then it was gone it was like, eradicated yeah never to be heard again never to be heard again i don't know yeah it's it's different that's weird it's like disposable music i disposable guess art disposable arts master ace yeah right? <laughs> um i i don't know man i think they obviously must know i think coming into it and it's just the prestige that's the prestige of this event like it's it was 18 years i think I could be wrong. I think it's 18 years running. The year now. you performed this year? This past summer, yeah. So what's the draw? It's on got a some club like that. Was is, is a like you said they shut down the street? Yeah, they shut down the streets. It's huge. There's so many people there, and that's where it was wow. even just great networking for us, right? Because we we go and pander with our business cards in the streets, like, hey, we're kids. We're performing at the closing show on the Sunday with Mr. Lift. Like it, it was a really good opportunity for that, and just to be like the in that that energy and that feel that. While we were uh, like wandering around the streets, it right. was it was something else, man. That's pretty cool, man. Um, that show, uh, did you did you catch any of Mr. Lift set? Yo, yeah, he's crazy, man. Yeah. I was I was highly inebriated that show, but I, I, I do remember Mr. him being being wild, man, like a one man show, and he doesn't <clears throat> the way he engages with the crowd and and interacts back and forth with them was really cool to see. I went to uh, here in Vancouver. I went to. A Charlie Tuna yes. show from uh, Jurassic Five, J Five, and uh, I think Mr. Liff opened for him. And uh, when I came in, uh, I-, I walked right to the stage. It was packed. It was packed to the venue we were in, and uh, I went with uh, a couple skateboarder dudes in yeah. the city, real real prominent dudes uh, from the Surrey uh, White Rock area, 
and uh, we walked in, and everything just seemed really, really cool. But uh, it was my first time hearing Mr. Liff. I was I was just uh, incredibly arrogant, like living on behind the shadow of the rock or something like just i i didn't know i didn't know anything about it but yeah, I, I i hear that he's part of like is it definitive jux yeah 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 uh so that that group i wasn't i wasn't really into like cannibal ox and all that stuff right no i'm, I'm, so, I'm you know same i still thing. don't know same I, thing even I, when I, I don't listen to that type of music uh even though it is hip-hop and yeah there's the taste thing again we're talking about right so anyway he came in and, and uh he killed it and the guy who was hyping for him i ended up uh uh, standing next to him stage side for Charlie Tuna and we chatted for quite a while and we actually chatted a little bit on social media uh, I haven't talked to him in years though but yeah. when I, I heard you guys were getting that festival slot and opening up for Mr. Liff I was like oh that's, that's pretty dope it's just things come around you never know who, who's gonna be who and yeah like Jake evolved meeting with you that's, yeah, that's exactly it's pretty, pretty awesome man so you can't take anything for granted or like bypass anything or burn really burn any bridges right because you never you never know how that's gonna hold you fucking never know you You never never know know. man do you uh do you like uh random stories that like are just unbelievable yeah yeah the other day i was i was reading uh this uh this news article and it said that uh like last week okay this 77 year old man okay picture a 77 year old man okay he has no flight experience whatsoever He's in like a uh, like a, a two man plane. Okay, his pilot is uh, uh, very experienced. Yeah, former member of the Royal Air Force oh, in, in in the UK. Okay, All so right. he's an RAF flying member, and uh, he is feeling very unwell. The pilot's very unwell, and suddenly he just passes out. And the we're talking about a guy who's only seen movies of this happen, right? So the old man grabs the radio and is like, "Mayday." Mayday, Mayday, yeah. and, and has no idea what's happening. Like, right? That's terrifying, right? So, uh, anyway, the ground crew uh, calms him down. Seventy-seven, by the way. Yeah. Okay, this guy has lived before there were these. Ra- like, think about that. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, I'm picturing my auntie Janet because we just discussed that she's seventy-seven. Like, like imagine when the radio was introduced in this guy's household, he would have had to say something like. Oh, that's great. I don't personally think I'll ever get into it myself. And then fast forward to the 77th year of his life, and he is like, has to use it. <laughs> he has to, not only does he have to use it, but his life depends on it. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, they talk him into flying uh, the plane. So he like pushes the pilot out of the way and like sits down in the seat, and he fucking lands the plane. No accident, no, no explosion, nothing. How insane... Is that the That's human the man. human psyche to be able to just say okay now I'm gonna I'm gonna bring all this this flying huge chunk of metal and, and I'm gonna put it safely on the ground so yeah. I can walk out of it that's yeah man that's terrifying man you know I, I don't know about that I don't yeah I don't even know if I I'm I'm only a 26 year old man I don't know if I could do it you know what I mean <laughs> like I, I I give it I give it my all I would give it my all but I, I know some people that might even just like pack it in and be like well that's a life like you know like. <laughs> I guess I guess this is how it is. I guess that's it. You know. Yeah, I, that's crazy. Well, if you're gonna go down, you go down in a blaze of glory. You, like, you crash the plane. <laughs> that, that, I don't know. That's psycho. And I I don't really deal well with flying. I do it, but I'm not like a fan of it. You know. Do you remember that? Uh, the we did this show on uh, Victor, uh, Vancouver Island once, and uh, you, oh man, you and I had to. We, oh man, we decided we were gonna save some time instead of taking the ferry. We were going to uh, fly across, and we had a uh, we had real decent hookups yeah. uh, for for flights. So we we caught a flight, 
and uh, the flight there, it, like it's like a four-hour ferry ride any other time, but including like travel time to and from the ferry, etc. Or you can take a 20-minute flight. Yeah. And uh, so we're like, yeah, let's do this. 20-minute flight? Are you kidding? Never been in float plane before. Never been in a float plane in our lives ever. And we get in the plane, and it's gorgeous. The first 20 minutes, yeah. it was like we we paid for a tour or something. Yeah, you know, it was it, sick. It, man. We, it was we, ridiculous. Were, we just kept looking at each other like, hey, this, this is, is the life. Yeah. Never going back to that stupid boat. Yeah, I could get used to this. <laughs> I could totally get Fuck used to water. this. Fuck water. And then... Uh, you know, we, we land, we do the show, we uh, have a crazy night, harpoon, whale, and then uh, <laughs> uh, and then uh, we end up uh, coming back, and uh, we get on the plane, and it is like a completely different experience. Oh my god! That Suddenly, was... the clouds have like just formed around the like the whole atmosphere is just covered in clouds, and we're like, okay, this is kind of crazy. And we get up there, and the rain starts torrentially pouring. Yeah. I expected we, storm from the X-Men to just pop out. Oh, it was savage. We we flew sideways for, I'd say, the majority of the trip. Yeah. And instead of 20 minutes, it was like almost 35, 40 minutes because we had to go slower and all this stuff. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was just crazy. But I remember when, uh, uh, it, because it was such a crazy uh, night and a good show and stuff like that, Mizzy had ended up sleeping. Well, that's what I do when I get scared, yeah, man. Yeah, I just scared. go to bed. He was terrified, so he slept. <laughs> and, uh, and in the... Uh, in the plane it's a small plane but he sat in the seat the row of seats in front of me and i sat behind him and uh, i was bracing myself with my hand on his seat behind him and uh, i was squeezing so hard on the seat the whole like 35 40 minutes that my hand was white it was just yeah. like not white knuckle but my whole hand was, was just white and huge uh, thumb imprint yeah. on the back of and the chair we, yeah when we landed i took it off and uh my it was just imprinted into the the chair yeah. and uh the best part was Mizzy wakes up. He's like, "Oh, that wasn't too bad. Uh, was that okay?" And I was like, oh, yeah. oh, "Just terrified that we were gonna die." Because if we go down, two guys that can't really swim we can't in swim. the ocean. <laughs> Neither like, of us can swim. <laughs> it's game over. Oh, so this is how this one ends. <laughs> it would be terrifying. I, I was, I was blown away at the idea that we even pulled that off. Yep. But uh, yeah, I was trying to talk Liz into going into a plane this summer because. Uh, we got invited out to her brother-in-law, had a, had a nice camp off the island, and uh, I was I was tracing Harbor Air, the uh, the the plane hangars and the routes where you could take all the planes, and th- there was one that was like five minutes from the camp, so I was like, let's do that. No, no, it's gonna be like a forty-five minute drive to the ferry. Then we got to take the ferry. Then it's gonna be about an hour and a half. Oh, then we have to take another forty-minute drive, or you could take a fifteen to twenty-minute. Uh, plane ride. I don't know. I was just uh, yeah. She what? She wouldn't go for it. No, Jesus. Christ, She's not no. with it. No, she wouldn't. Yeah, go I'm not for with it. it. Yeah, I she can't swim her. either, right? Like we. Uh, yeah. So hopefully we never get stranded on a desert island together or some shit, man. Because we're fucked, dude. I don't. <sighs> hopefully we have somebody that can swim real well with us when they can do all the work. What would you do though? You would just send the person who could swim to another island. Like, like no, they would just have to see like... anything in the horizon. What do you, what would you do with the swimmer? I don't know. They'd have to do something. There gotta be like food in the water and I would, stuff. I would take them. We're not I gonna would kill them. Just kill them, man. But then, then if they have those fast twitch muscles. Because <laughs> they're muscles. Yeah. They're delicious. You don't want to eat my little body, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I imagine they'd have delicious calves. Just like, <laughs> give me those calves. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I hope that never happens. If I have an island, it's because we we got rich somehow and I bought one. It, and it's accessible. It's not just like yeah. It's like bought, I live here now. Like, you bought an island. I just forgot to colonize it. And yeah. make it inhabitable. And yeah, inhabitable. exactly. Uh, what is, what's your favorite artist you're listening to right now? Right now, um, I probably favorite, favorite uh, hip hop artist. 
and and most people will just say this is some bandwagon shit but and i know you're i don't think you dig him as much maybe not i don't know kendrick lamar is probably kendrick lamar the only reason i even slightly check for that dude is because of you be, and you and uh, uh, does Jake, Jake Jake put Jake is who put me onto it like Jake evolved a, a year yeah. a couple years ago, and I went through and listened to a bunch of his old stuff. Like it's, it's really old mixtape. It's like you can hear how young he is and, and and whatnot. But then you see the growth in it into like overly dedicated. That's some crazy songs on that album. Um, into Section Eighty, which is another like crazy story. Uh, I like the way he like narrates his albums, right. and then and same thing again with the with uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. And and he even says in one of it, um, in, in a song that he has, uh, I'm, I'm brain farting right now, um, but he talks about, like, you know, he doesn't even rhyme super intricate stuff, but his simple simple rhymes, like, get the message across. And and that's where I, I, I noticed, like, he's not, like, you know, rapping, like, crazy words or all this different stuff, but his stories and his flows is are really what really put me onto him. It's really his like flow, it. for yeah. sure, because I, I think breaking it down lyrically, I'm not... I'm not overly impressed. Like, if you just handed me a lyric sheet, I don't go, okay, this guy's crazy. Yeah. So it's definitely delivery. The delivery, yeah. The delivery of it. It's definitely And his, his storytelling is cool. I, I dig it. I, I relate to it. There's certain things I see, and, like, I'm not trying to, like, compare myself, like, I'm on this level. But, you know, I see similarities in the way that he does certain things that I'm like, I like that, and that's I how I do I don't think that's it. out of the question, man. I, yeah. I think I think your own growth pattern right now is definitely, you're coming on up in, in an era where, there's a guy whose style that you you are are totally drawn to. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's weird at all to compare that. That's yeah, it's very normal. And I, yeah, I think I'm, it'd be weird if you were comparing yourself with somebody like Danny Brown or something like all, that. Right? I like, love Danny Brown too, though. I, 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 his <laughs> his last album is a little different, um, but I dig it because it's, even for him, like his the way he flows and changes his the tone of voice in, in the same song is pretty crazy. Not a lot of people do that, you know. Like I've had a I've had a weird experience lately with music. Um, with especially rap and, and hip hop because uh, I, I saved I don't know if anyone else here does this but uh, I, I saved a few albums to listen to on my own. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't like single selecting. You know, no. I'll no. if it's like a quick thing. I, oh, you heard this new single? Yeah, I'll check that out. But uh, I I really like for albums. I want it. I want to check a full album, and uh, I don't know if that's gonna exist in like about 10, 15 years, right? So I yeah, what, what I want to do is. Uh, well, I saved the new Jay-Z, the Magna Carta, Holy Grail. or I personally haven't even gone through that yet. I do the same thing. I haven't I haven't done, even gone through that one See yet. See that? And okay, now now that's that's a really, really big sign of the times to me because you're one of the 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 largest Jay-Z fans yeah, that I, that I know, be. right? But as years have gone on, man, and years have passed, I've just yeah. lost... I've, I've kind of lost that love. Like, it's still some stuff that I love that's dope, the older yeah. stuff. But his newer, newer stuff, I mean, I always knew it, and some of it I can really dig, but some of it, I'm it's not a huge it's fan. It's interesting, right? Like the people that you idolize and the people that you you claim as heroes when you're younger. Yeah. The older you get, the more you see them as peers, and and the less they have a kind of a, an untouchable shine to them. You know, like yeah. Nas was always that guy to me. Not Nas has always been like whoa. You yeah. know, and it's kind of changed for me. Like I dig his stuff more than than Jay Z's new stuff. You know, and and the weird thing about Jay Z is that um, there was an era, maybe right prior to the uh, Black Album basically coming out, where I was like, okay, you know, I like your singles. But uh, I'm not I'm not really with it for the most part. Yeah. Uh, and then I slowly started to get into him after I I went and bought Volume Two, and I bumped the hell out of that. And 
I learned to love it. But um, again, there was this whole commercialization of Jay-Z's sound that I didn't really gravitate to. And with this new record, it's funny um, because, you know, we mentioned a few names here like Kendrick Lamar, uh, Danny Brown, uh, Action Bronson, uh, a couple of these cats, right? Um, For the most part, uh, I haven't really checked a lot of their material and that's that's not due to the not being good but it's just i don't have the time like i just don't make yeah, the time it doesn't always fit in the schedule so so what i've done is uh it's weird but i've almost like enhanced the way i feel about uh jay-z because now now when i check jay-z's i just checked it like two days ago for the first time okay the uh the overall feeling i got from it was that it didn't really feel cohesive it didn't really feel like an album it felt like it could easily be dissected single for single and thrown into someone's iPod playlist, which is like very different from say the black album. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. It, which felt like very complete as a, yeah, an front idea. To back. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was odd. That was an odd sensation. But again, here's another thing. I wasn't really a Jay-Z guy growing up, but now I would take Jay-Z over the following artists any day. Uh, Mac main, uh, Whack. future, Whack. uh, Anyone basically who a lot of these works with DJ Khaled, yeah, basically two chains, I, like all that stuff. Yeah, it, I just don't get. I understand like the purpose. Like, don't get me wrong. I'll go in. The, I'll I'll go out. I don't go very often, but when I go out and I hear something like ASAP Rocky's fucking problem, stupid song. Like it's pretty. The hook is ridiculous. That but I hear that in the club and I'm and I'm drunk as hell. That's like a, that's guilty pleasure to me. I'll be out there and yeah, hammer timing yeah. and, and, and dancing around and so I understand like it's place you know like and, and the genre's kind of evolved where it's like it's got more little like subgenres almost to it you know the, yeah like there's this party rock music and then there's like uh, kind of like headphone intellectual music yeah yeah but like the thing I, I remember most about hip hop when I was getting into it was it was both for a long time, it was both. You could you put, could do both. You could do both. Yeah. There was something about listening to DMX that you're like, all right, party up, up in here. But like the lyrics he's kicking are just fucking raw. Yeah. And so you, you think to it like, okay, th- this is like this serves two different purposes in my listening, and it just makes me feel like there's way more of a split nowadays. It, it's yeah. like there's this there's a, you're either like a fully trap artist, like you're like go on the Montaigne. All on my rank, like all that kind of <laughs> oh stuff. Oh my god! It's just it's Trinidad like, James. Yeah, it, yeah, it's you know three million from Dev Jam. I, I think that kind of thing. It's like it's either so predictably linear and, and very very low 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 taste. Yeah. Or or it's like so abstract that I can't get into it. Like I, like I don't really listen to this like uh, Macklemore thing popping up. Like I I, I don't know. I, I don't really I don't really relate. Ryan Lewis, crazy producer. I think you like it, man. That I do like. Yeah, okay, Ryan okay. Lewis. Yes, you know, I've, I've checked out a few of the uh, uh, artists that Ryan Lewis, who's the producer for Macklemore. Yeah. I've uh, I've checked out a few of Ryan Lewis's works with uh, his previous artists, previous to Macklemore blowing up, you know? Yeah. And I think maybe if, uh, if I correlated that with, say, okay, check out my production here I've done with Shea Carter. Check out my production I've done with Jay Miz. Yeah. Check out the production I'm doing for Jake Evolve. Check, check out, et cetera. And here's the stuff I did for Macca. And I like I'm like okay here's a body of work this is how it works and I think if you take Ryan Lewis out of that equation with Macklemore it might not be it might not be Crazy. and by might not I mean probably not <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my boys uh, never mind 
uh, he <clears> was <throat> he said that he he used to listen to Macklemore before he really blew from, up. Uh, never mind from thirty three one third. Yeah, thirty three one third and thirty three kids. Uh, he he told me that he likes his older shit a little bit better. I don't like I don't know, and I don't know if Ryan Lewis was a part of that or not because I haven't. I'm not calling never mind a hipster. But uh, is is that like the hipster mentality of like ah oh, they used to be good I don't like know. now he's blown up you know I, I'm not not accusing I'm not sure. him of that but I, I think he's listening I think it's just his personal preference like he puts me onto a lot of music that I don't really listen to so every time I go into any building and uh, they have the radio on it seems like if it's not playing when I walk in it's playing by the time I walk out that uh, that same sex same love song or whatever, oh yeah same yeah which is like a really cool message I, I like I like that song the the idea of it yeah but again. Man, that production drives that record. Like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, I can see uh, what you're saying. It's interesting that uh, a, a artist like an artist like that in an area like that can come up and and have so much uh, quote unquote independent success. Because that's why it's huge to me too. I think it's well, just like on an independent level. He's like winning awards. Yeah. He's selling so many records. It's like one of us. Like, right? I think like, yeah. I think he set a record for like first quarter like most digital downloads for a single ever. I heard that, yeah. Ever. Yeah, something like that. Like that that's right? crazy. It's like for, a for ASCAP thing or something, Yeah, for right? thrift shop. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's crazy. That, see, like, that idea, that, like... That song he, does kind of suck. He, well... Not suck, but it's just not my, it's not my taste. It's not my thing, right? Yeah, it's exactly. not really my... But here's the thing, again, it is like one of us, you know? He's like, he's an independent artist. Yep. And he, he has, like, a golden handshake right now, and he's, yep. he's able to move, move units and tour wherever he wants. Like it's the thing I didn't like about that though is that it's he's heralded as what I was just describing as like an independent artist who did it all from his own way. But like that's not really how that happened, you know. Like he, he, he released the album independently, yes, but then he signed a a P and D deal with uh, which is pressing and distribution yeah. for you folks at home. He signed a P and D deal. Uh, with Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers is well, see I didn't part, know that see they're part of Universal and Universal yeah, is 90, part of the machine man yeah 95 96% of the total market share is yeah. through Universal so like people don't understand it's like okay yeah he personally might have released an album you know and the album's called The Heist so people don't think I'm hating we'll be like yeah we actually know the album <laughs> here you go the album's called The Heist but then Warner Brothers is fronting I'll, millions of dollars to push it to around. push that around and and they're making him and that'll start help with the radio that's right like you everything. think you turn on the nba all-star game and you hear macklemore because the music supervisor liked it or because there was a product placement there to get the album yeah and, that's very true that's yeah. very true but you know? I, I mean i wouldn't if i can't blame <clears throat> him if that opportunity comes around you know like, yeah again but, it's like it's not a it's not a bitter thing it's it's an observation yeah. it'd be weird it'd be different if i if i came on here and i was like you know, fuck this guy. You know, <laughs> fucking thinks he's the best or something. But yeah. it, that's not how it is. It's more like, all right, here's how I look at it. The production is the strong quality in that record. And uh, I, I think that I, I don't like that it's it's pushed as independent music when really it's it's actually just major backed publicity. That's what it is. You, you, there's yeah. no, like, you can't. Get, Some wise business moves. That's right. You can't get involved. Reality check. You can't get involved in major publications and, and huge no huge channels and their programming unless yep. you have that type of deal and, and that's 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 unfortunately that's what it is that's yeah. what separates an indie from a major yeah and it's, i guess they just look at it now because he's not yeah like doesn't have like the 360 deal or something that a lot of these are like yeah. some kind of deal that's been signed like again like how the how the fuck does trinidad james get three million from def jam see that deal i think that that is more of uh um it's less of Here's three million dollars for your bank account, and it's more of okay. We're gonna we're gonna pay for your 
I don't know. What it is doesn't it, six, matter. It, it doesn't like matter what they album, pay for, though. What is it like a six I album deal? I don't know. Though? I think it was only three. I could be wrong. I don't <clears> really know. All right. Even we need Smart for fact checking. Well, if we need, yeah, that's one thing I don't have on this show is fact checking. Yeah, we get Smart on the job again. Where you at? I'd be like, hand me your resume. See, See what's, what's, do you have previous experience? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, even no, even if it was ten albums, okay, that guy shouldn't get three hundred dollars to create music. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that that is the extreme hater in me right now. Maybe that's real. Like, good for him. You know, he's like, good for him, make his money. But it just that's what that's what you want to give to the public, like shit like that. That's I I think it, I it gets well. It makes sense on two levels. Okay. One one level is that they're gonna give him three million dollars uh, for however many albums. Let's just say it's three albums. Okay? Buy like more you, gold. You said it's three, right? So that's about a million an album that he has to put into the record, right? So even if he really really cut costs on production and uh, everything, let's say he put the majority of that to marketing, that's still like that's that's dick. That's like nothing for marketing. But right? it's but for just for the product, right? You know, it's like. It's just like, for the it's product, like you're, you're you're trying to market shit, like you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. See, think he's gonna have to be recouping that three million. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. But people are buying. People are listening. He's part of the machine. Like you know, like like a lot of right people. Now, buy, yeah, yeah. but still, you know what I mean. Like it shouldn't even. That's the way I look at oh, it. Oh, like, I see. Okay, so you he, know, like he shouldn't even be even temporary. No, he shouldn't even be in the equation. It's like two chains. Like your name used to be Titty Boy, and you couldn't get it out of like ludicrous couldn't make you pop so you left yeah. and you went with kanye and you got part put up uh put up as a part of that machine and you know that was one part of the he went from disturbing the peace with ludicrous yeah, to, to good, good music, music. Yeah. and then like i see yay big and like he did a hundred verses feature verses like man i could do a million feature verses in a year exactly maybe not yeah. a million but i could do a lot i could do that easily no problem and i guarantee the quality of the music is way better you could if you could if you could see me right now I'm like hammering down on the table like finger they could, to the they could probably hear it every time yeah. you tap I'm like <laughs> yeah <clears throat> well I don't know it I think another reason why they push music like Trinidad James which is like Garbage. essentially yeah fast food Garbage. it's just fa- fast food right I got my hater on today oh I think the re- another reason why they push music like Trinidad James is because uh, that image that he portrays of like getting money all gold everything that's what's wrong that with this of, right now yeah like diamonds everything yeah. okay like that idea two chains like yeah material chains. based stuff like where you're fashion like you got six hundred dollar jeans on but yeah. but you haven't paid the cable bill in four months yeah that type of lifestyle that they promote it's like such a niche market yeah but but because it's so ignorant okay because of that that leads to people having to take risks to provide that lifestyle, which eventually would increase crime, which eventually will release or will increase incarceration, mm-hmm. which then drives the American machine for uh, correctional facilities and just puts more people trapped in that system, yeah, which is like, okay, so, now, yeah, now you're so in a three strike system where, okay, now, you know, people get paid to watch you in jail. That's what really is fuck. That's a crazy, like, what is it, the uh, ACC, the American Correctional. Uh, corporation or something like that. I'm not sure. But uh, this ACC company is actually a company, a privatized company, and they own a large majority of the prisons in America. Now, they are a publicly traded company. That's fucked. Think about that. That's yeah. fucked. You can buy stocks in how many prisoners they have. That's ridiculous. That's, like, that's what's wrong with the world today, That's like man. slave trade, right? That's really, yeah, really, really It really is. It's true, though. And it's just... You can it, look that up. It's true. It's, it's very silly. True. It, it's just silly that that's how we... How we treat our media like with media and how we go about things these days and we just brainwash people with bullshit 
It is. It's, it, it's at, like I. It, I just if if you listen to this, I just have one request out of everything. Everything. Everything is. Yeah, maybe you may like certain some of these things. I do too. I have guilty pleasures with it, but do right. Like do do something that's enjoyable and, and search for something that isn't the norm because everybody like exa- I get home and my cousin Aaron Koch is like. I was teasing him, I'm like, well, like, and this is ignorant of me, but I'm like, your country music is just my dog died to drive my Chevy, blah, 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 because I, I don't really dig country music. You just, like, make fun of country doing that, too. That, yeah. too. But so he's like, well, hip-hop is just about guns, hoes, and bitches, and I was like, no. So I start throwing on music that's not, and I'm like, you know, that's what, you got to, like, look for this stuff, maybe, right. but I just encourage people to find that stuff. Find, find, don't just, even for myself, I probably should go home and try to find some good country music now, but... I could put you on some good country. Cool. I was All in right. Nashville this past spring, and uh, <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I had a great time. See, I'm much- just used to my mom's country, where it's like commercialized country, right? Yeah, like, see, that what you're talking about is like, you want to hear a, a happy country song, you got to just play the song in reverse. Oh, okay. The devil the, doesn't come out? Oh, okay. No, 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 because then, then the wife comes back, the dog doesn't die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, know? I feel you. And I know there is that stuff out there, and so, I, like I said, that is ignorant of me, but... As far as like hip hop music, it's it's not about that. Like my 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 favorite artists, they do talk about certain things, but they don't really glorify it. You know what I mean? They they kind of point it out rather than say you should do it. Yeah, it's more like uh, like a reporter. Aside from like Danny Brown, he kind of well, yeah. See Danny Brown, there's again, it's like that is legitimate party get fucked up music. Like, but he actually lives that life. Like he is actually which is like fucked up all the time. Honestly, if if he wasn't um, black, if he wasn't uh, in hip hop. He'd just be a rock and roll guy. He'd be another yeah. uh, Pete Doherty or something yeah. like that. They'd be yeah. like, "All right, this guy's just banging out lines and banging broads." Like, it's, yeah. and they wouldn't think anything of it. They'd be like, "Oh, go for it," yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But High be- five. But because he's uh, uh, of an urban persuasion, they they try to push him as like, "Oh, he he's glorifying it. He's making yeah, yeah. little children do this." And yeah, and that's, that's not, not the case, case with everything. That's no. not the case at all. No, I really enjoyed Nashville. Actually, yeah, it was like. Uh, we were down there for uh, for for conferences and a few meetings and all this kind of thing, and uh, it was amazing, man. It was it was much 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 more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. Tennessee is bad ass, dude. It I have never so been that. Nice. I've never been there. I've never been anywhere so, like that south, other than like Florida, which is like all seniors and stuff like oh, that. Oh, brother, it is nice. It is like, uh, you know, I, I can't even front. I can't even lie. I have been thinking about going back there since we left. It is glorious. I had a chance to go down there and check out the Jack Daniels distillery. That was unreal. That yeah. was really good. I like that. When I that. see that commercial that's on TV uh, from time to time, I saw it on my folks the other day, and it's like, you have a hard time buying whiskey here, but damn, do they make a good one or something like that. I always <laughs> think about you, your, your trip down there. Because you told me that. like You can't even... It's a dry dry town, right? It's a dry county. Ca- yeah, a dry Lynchburg, count- Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, would, you know, it's a dry county. They have... Uh, uh, but you know, to say that it's a dry county is like we think in Canada because all our towns and cities are like hours apart. Uh, like, oh, that'd be that'd be horrible. Where would you go get liquor, etc.? Yeah, yeah. But uh, in you know, in Tennessee, we're talking about the next county's like ten miles away. It's, it's so you're not like cut off from yeah. the world. It's just in we're this. We're never little, seeing alcohol again. That's right. Like in this little border district, you can't you can't buy liquor in this little place. Yeah. But but the reality of it is is like um, the whole town is like 300 people or something like that maybe less and the whole town's all of its economy is based on the jack daniels distillery so everyone who works there for the most part 
in that town works for the distillery and then there's like the few gift shops etc that are like the licensed jack daniels gift shops that are they they have like this town it looks like a little western saloon i'm not even kidding it's like this (laughs) little uh okay corral basically set up (laughs) and uh you, you you're looking at like um what i imagine would be legitimate old slave plantations because like they're giant they're these giant you know when you see in the films the guys walking to uh to a home and it's like it's like welcome to our house glad to have you here that's what we were in it was crazy. like across the board we that's went, crazy we went for this amazing dinner okay there's this uh this bed and breakfast but uh it's not there's no beds provided which is hilarious <laughs> it's just like a it's just the bed and breakfast but but just the food and uh, it's not even breakfast so i don't even know why they call it that but uh just the fuck they me. only do two sittings for a meal they do two supper service they do like a like a three o'clock service. like certain times <laughs> that's right yeah okay and then like a six o'clock okay and the six o'clock one was uh, all filled up and we, we just didn't want to be there all day anyway so we wanted to you know we had our dinner there at three o'clock and uh, when we walk in, it's like the most amazing, amazing southern dinner you've ever had in your life. It was unreal. It was so good. Got yourself some real grits and stuff? Everything, bro. They had fried Corn chicken. Bread. Like, like I can't even explain. Best fried chicken ever. They had, uh, even this, this, sound, this sounds like really ghetto, but like their mac and cheese was unreal. Out of this world. And they had... Uh, I forget the name of it, but uh, they have this uh, vegetable that grows down there that they they don't uh, it starts with a P. They don't they don't grow it up here though in I'm Canada, not but, sure, but man. they 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 like deep fry it and it tastes amazing. It's kind of like Brussels sprouts, but it's not. I it's don't not, know. but it tastes amazing. And uh, yeah, the the food was just unreal. But they they sit you down. The place was called uh, like it was. I don't know. I'm gonna butcher this, but it's like ma. Little Mama Mary Bobos or something like that. <laughs> Mama Mary, little Miss Nana Nana Bobo or something. <laughs> and uh, you sit down at the table, and the table's like uh, has a giant lazy susan on top of it, so all the food can Just rotate. rotate yeah. And and what they do is what makes it special is uh, it's like a private sit down, but um, there's only like eight to ten seats at this table, and then you sit down at this big giant circular round table, and the host of the of the actual uh, restaurant. Or it's not even a restaurant. I don't even know. It's like the, it's like a home. It's like, like yeah, a yeah, home. Yeah. yeah, you sit down at this home. The host of the home sits with you and tells you that like the story and the history of the, the building and like how it all came together. It's crazy. So the person who owned that home is a direct descendant of Jack Daniels. Crazy. So I had all these crazy stories about. It's amazing. Yeah, the food was crazy. But they they sat there right, right next to us, and then uh, everyone at the tables from other parts of the country too. So there are people from like Kentucky, and, like Wyoming, and. I have to say one thing about the South. Uh, there's like this uh, stereotype down there that they, they think, oh well, they're so uh, they're slow and and they're uh, they're just very uncouth and, yeah. and all this stuff. But it's like completely the opposite. Very 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 polite people. Like Canadian polite. That's what I kept saying when I was down there to Liz. I kept saying I can't believe how well, Canadian just- this feels. It feels like so much Canada because it's like let's see, your priorities are hunting fishing and uh even hockey i gotta tell you nashville predators, the predators they go they go hard they go so hard man we there's this uh street by them i think it's called ninth ave or something like that uh which is basically like their entertainment district and they have about 30 or 40 little honky tonks 
they have in there, and every single one of them has live music all hours of the day. That's so sick. We went down there like two or three times. Uh, we went down during the afternoon, and uh, the actual the actual live performances it was packed in there. Like people are boot scooting boogie. <laughs> they're like people are just crazy, and, and you think you'd be like, oh, it's country music, whatever, right? But you're more just blown away by the appreciation of live music because so many people are lining up, lining up, literally, just for karaoke singers because there's so there's so much talent. People that are there just performing covers professionally. Like that kind of... That's crazy. Right? Like, you know, a That's cover crazy. band is like a novelty up here, but down there... Filipinos like, dream of that kind of it's stuff. It's an industry. It's, it's unreal. <laughs> right? So one of the cool things is uh, the Bridgestone Center. Uh, which is their uh, their arena for yeah. the National Predators down there. It's like built exactly parallel to this street. So we were down on that street a few times. We went there during the week. This is why I know it's always packed. Yeah. We were down there uh, during the weekday. We were there during the weekend. Uh, and then nighttime on the weekend as well. And every single time it was packed. But one time we were down there, it was a Nashville Predators game. And uh, their jerseys are like yellow yeah, and sea of dark yellow blue. Or what? Yeah, it was a sea of yellow from like one area like one one side of the street to the neck i was just giant and That's crazy. Uh, I, w- I would go up to them because uh you know i'm a i'm a huge habs fan you're a huge bruins fan yes right? best the b stands Montreal, for best. boston right like we're, we're big fans um but we're canadian born so we kind of have a little bit of a leg up on knowledge etc and coverage mostly right yeah yeah here are some facts i was able to dispel when i was down there <clears throat> they are completely independent of of the nhl they do not require handouts from Canadian teams like some of the other southern teams not at all like based on what i was seeing it is they sell it, out it, it is a sellout thing every Crazy. every single time um another another step up is that we were in a we were in a rental car for a while and uh i was flicking through radio stations and like 3 to 4 different radio stations ha- had different coverages of the game going wow. on like pre-games post-game analysis that you can't even get that here in Vancouver. No, you can't, it's usually you like can't one, get one or two yeah. tops, right? Yeah. Now that that says a lot to me. Yeah, that's, that's pretty like, crazy. That is pretty crazy. Uh, and another thing is uh, the the way that the 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 people are knowledgeable of the game is actually very very strong. So there's like a few Montreal Canadian uh, players that went down there to play. Kostitsins. Uh, Kostitsins, right? Hal Gill, etc. A couple guys. Right? Hal Gill, right? Uh, at that time, when I was down there, he was still playing for them. So. When uh, I was down there, every time I see a, a guy wearing a Nashville hat or, or shirt or a jersey, most of them were in jerseys. This is Nashville plus 32. Say, so you must be sweating their ass off. It man. was plus 32 Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit for them, but hot as fuck. Yeah. And they were rocking hockey, like jerseys. <laughs> and they're probably comfortable still. So comfortable. Oh, yeah, man. We'll go on down there and grab that. Uh... You and me would just be cutting oh, weight from yeah. the sweating. Like... Oh, it was amazing. Just cutting weight. I'd be, a, <laughs> I'd be a welterweight by the end of the day. It'd be amazing. But uh, I'd walk up and I'd say, hey, uh, I'm from Canada. And uh, I just wanted to know, uh, like, like, who's your favorite, uh, who's your favorite uh, predator? And they'd be like, well, I got to be honest. Uh, Pecorine, he's a very, very, very good goalie. I really like since he came into the league uh, with us. Very, very good goaltender. And I was, I was blown away. I, I, They're not, yeah. It's yeah, not. I had no idea they even knew it. Yeah. Or, or they'd be like, I'd be like, uh, oh, who's uh, who, who do you like right now on your team? And, and the guy'd be like, Well, I'd have to say probably Hal Gill. Hal Gill's very, very big. You know, he's got a long reach on that stick. He's very good. I like him. He's slow, but I, uh, I think he's very good defense. 
I was just, I was like, wow, these guys actually know their team. It's not just like a logo that they wear, you know, like. Yeah, I, like I went in Florida, I went to a game, and guys like, yeah. they're there for more like the social aspect of it, right? Like to just go get drunk. and Go get drunk. The seventh yeah. inning stretch. That's like you're getting they're hammered, for. and then when they hear the goal horn go off, then he was running up and down high-fiving oh, everybody. Oh, right, okay. But like, he didn't actually see what was going on. So I, that that's pretty crazy to see, or hear rather, not see for myself, but. You know what's pretty crazy to see is uh, this weekend is going to be Cain uh, Velasquez versus uh, Junior Dos Santos. Yeah, buddy. Trilogy, third fight. Um, when I had G-Tone on uh, last episode. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't pick winners or sides. Yeah, we, we what talked jerk, a bit of, What jerk? What a jerk, eh? Why do you pick sides, Uncle G? <laughs> Uncle G-Tone? What do you... Uh, what do you personally think is going to happen? Uh, just uh, in in a one word, Wh- who do you think is going to win, Cain uh, Velasquez or Junior Dos Santos? Dos Santos. Dos Santos. Dos Santos. I think he's going to flip again, man. Yeah, you think he's going to go out and righteous for it? Yeah, like I I don't I don't really want to like make excuses for the guy or anything because he whatever happened with him last time. But just watching the prime time leading up to it, how they're like really monitoring his body, like the science of yeah, everything. I watched some of that. Yeah. That that I like they're just so like on track with it and Velasquez. Like, he, he keeps saying, like, Velasquez, he did hit him with some big shots and knock him around a bit, but yeah. he couldn't finish him for five rounds, and he dominated that That's fight. That's what like, I was saying. Absolutely. I, I sat with my hands on my head watching that fight, because I, 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 maybe I'm a little biased, because I do love Dos Santos since way before the title. Right, right, right. And I, I'm sitting there with my hands on my head, like, what the hell, man? Just hit him with one. Just hit him with one. And I'm still saying that by the fifth round, even though he's too slow to hit him. But if Dos Santos hits him with a punch... It's sleep time. Like if he hits him with a good a good punch again, he could put people to sleep. Yeah. The only other person, the only person I've ever seen him not finish, was Roy Nelson, aka G Tone's cousin. Um, <laughs> Did but, you know uh, Roy, Roy Nelson? Sorry to cut you off. No, no, that's all he good. He lost a tremendous amount of weight for this fight, and he's going to be fighting Daniel. Cormier. Yeah, that's crazy. That'd be that a crazy fight, fight I'm, too. I'm looking forward to that fight. Yeah, that's I, be I a love great Roy one. Nelson. I think he's dope, man. Roy Nelson is uh, a very interesting piece to the puzzle because he. He literally does not represent the image that that the UFC yep. primarily uh, pushes, and he rallies from pretty much day one. He has not gotten along with the the executives at the yep. company. So, uh, if he puts someone away like Daniel Cormier, who they are pushing, who's yeah. basically the opposite, they're like of all grooming that, him. They're grooming Cormier to yeah. you know take on a champion at one point. Um, I would think that uh, all of a sudden Roy Nelson's stock is going to shoot way up way 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 up so this this is a huge fight yeah like if 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 uh nelson can't manage to win the fight this weekend i think that uh roy nelson might be uh you know see him cut i could maybe see, i don't know it'd be tough cormier is a tough fight though man like well, they, that's not a, that's not a slouch by any minute i don't think they just you know ufc's cut two people uh this year three people that i don't think i never thought they would cut in after until like maybe an extreme loss or something but like John Fitch, yep. Uh, Yushin Okami, yeah, that one. I was that like, was damn, a really damn. puzzling one because Yushin Okami is, you know, he won his last fight, and uh, that, that's what's really odd. But Yushin Okami um, and Chuck Congo, yeah. uh, Congo, who just had his first win in uh, Bellator. Bellator, yeah, he won. Yeah, he did win that. So crazy. Um, that's good to see a guy like him get a yeah. win. Yeah, because uh, actually, I always kind of hoped. Here's the thing: you bring up Dos Santos. Um, it was Dos Santos versus uh, Chuck Congo when they fought. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that was a few years. Ago. That was quite some yeah. time ago, though. Yeah, it was like that was an interesting fight, and and then now you, we're talking about oh, Dos Santos is fighting for the the title again. Yeah, that's you know I don't know. There there's people that be like, well, what about how, how could Congo not be an effective gatekeeper if you just used him against a guy who's now a current contender? Yeah, 
that that type of argument makes sense or like Yushin Okami I don't know it's it's odd to me that uh, it's, yeah, he's it's, been it's cut totally the one thing Dana did I did hear him say about after uh, Fitch got cut he's like you know what he's he's a good fighter he'll go out he'll win maybe he'll win a whole bunch of fights and he'll come back like I don't know like, he, so he didn't necessarily Ugh. close the door on guys but he is getting old and <coughs> excuse me ah. yeah. but uh, I've never really been a Fitch fan anyway is it I think that's part of a rating thing you know what I mean like he's not nobody's like I want to see a John Fitch fight it's yeah. so exciting there's like this small contingent of fans that really like a grappling match, right? And they don't really necessarily are they're not necessarily the most vocal type of personalities that yeah. would that would, you know, write letters and make phone calls exactly, and that kind yeah. of stuff. So again, I don't think they're very represented in, in the demographics when they do those studies. Because you're right, no one is saying, Hey, I want to see a John Fitch fight, but at the same time, because I don't get me wrong, I see it here. I remember y'all saying last week about like the grappling too. Sorry, to cut you off. Well, too, with G-Tone when we're yeah, like about. I was saying, like when you see guys grappling, like I'm all for that. Like if it's like sick movements and like you know reverses and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, I am with that. That is that yeah. is super cool. But I just felt like he just like kind of G- tried to GSP guys all the time. Like he would he would just kind of win by points and you don't think he uh, not really try to finish, finish it. Well, I think Fitch. I don't think he really possessed the tools, like to the finish. skills to do yeah, anything. Like, like I yeah. think his. Uh, his lack of jujitsu was like his wrestling is unreal, but his his lack of jujitsu is just like I don't know. It's it's worth mentioning that uh, yeah, he has what fifteen, seventeen decisions or something on his, on his yeah. record. That that's really indicative of uh, of a training camp that doesn't really push to finish, to finish it, right? Yeah. Like, and that's all, and that's why when he last last time he fought in the UFC, Damian Maya took his back and basically just sat on his back for three rounds. He basically fitched. Fitch, and and that was like that was the end for him, you know. And and I don't know, I don't really see. I think that should have gone out a bit more because he really pushed GSP. That was the best part. Yeah. I, I remember watching that fight. That was four years ago or something. GSP versus John Fitch was a great fight. That should have been. Uh, I would have liked to see a rematch of that in the future, but probably never happened. Now, no, probably won't. I don't happen. think so. I think I think you might. It's a year of losing champions, man. So I wouldn't be surprised you see GSP get knocked out by Hendricks, man. Are Just, you serious? Really? I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that. I think that's that's exactly what's going to happen. You think Johnny Hendricks is going to beat GSP in November? I I wouldn't. I don't necessarily want it to happen. I know how skilled GSP is. He's one of the best, but I wouldn't be surprised just because it's the year of the falling champion, man. It's just kind of been like a. It's weird. This is the year that we've seen uh, Alistair Overeem lose twice, yep. which is un- unbelievable. But in some crazy fashions too, you know, in like, brutal, devastating yeah. knockouts, devastating. And then we've seen, uh, obviously, the big one. We've seen uh, Anderson Silva lose his title. Um, we've seen uh, uh, Benson Henderson lose his title. Yep. Uh, and and the Bones Gustafson fight too was that oh, that, that was, was a tight one. That was, you know if, what? I again I, I brought this up. I didn't get to watch that live because of sessions and stuff. But uh, when I was uh, able to actually watch that again, man, it's. I don't know. I'm really angry at myself. I didn't get to watch that yeah, live was, because that's one of the best fights ever, man. I. The whole time, knowing that it's the way it turned out, uh, it changes your perception idea, of your yeah. perception of it, right? But like, had I not known, like if I was watching it live with everyone else, boof, I I would have thought that at that point, Gustafson had him after three. Three, yeah. I was like, ooh, that was good. And like I said, that that spinning elbow in the fourth, at very at the very end of the fourth too, right. you know, like yeah. it's it wasn't like he elbowed him in the start of the round and then he just dominated him. Like Gustafson was pounding on him at the start of that round, and then the finish of it was definitely in Bones' favor. Definitely. Oh, so, like, no doubt. When no I watched doubt. that, man, I just didn't know. Like, I was looking at the guys. Like, I really don't know what's going to happen here. I want, personally, 
I wanted Gustafson to win that. I felt like he deserved it. But G-Tone also brought up a very good point last week. Like, you kind of got to dethrone the champion. You know, like, you got to take it from him a little bit. You have to take it to him. Yeah. 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 But that was, I couldn't tell you. Like, the only thing I was really pissed off about that was the one card was, like, what was it like? What's that? He he had one. So one of the one of the judges' cards had Bones winning four rounds to one, and I didn't agree with that. Oh yeah, that, I didn't agree with see, that. You know, at that all. that was like a robbery. That's no. for sure. I remember you texted me. I didn't even know the fight was yeah. uh, the results or anything. I just you're just like all capitals robbery. You yeah. texted me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might have been a little. It fired made up. sense after I watched the fight. Yeah, I was like, just, yeah, that was a robbery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know to see that. Uh, that's gonna be a hell of a rematch, though, man. Yeah, yeah. I even I'm, gonna... I'm excited for Teixeira to fight Jones too, though. I think because he'll take he'll take the beating oh, to uh, get that punch. Glover Teixeira. Yeah, yeah. Glover is is honestly has been one of my favorite fighters for a long time. He's scary, man. If he wasn't a part of Chuck Liddell's training camp, like because he used to just be uh, like a sparring guy. Yeah. For for Chuck, right? If he wasn't a part of that and loyal to that team, he easily could have been champion already. Like he, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Cause he's an older cat, isn't he? Like he's, he's about 36, 35. Okay. But he hasn't really put the war, like he hasn't really had a lot of uh, wars he's been through no. in terms of fights. Cause he's, he hasn't really lost since like Tito had a belt. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So, um, I think, uh, someone like Glover will really push Jones. Yep. But, but here's the thing, I thought the following people would push Jones. Shogun, Rampage, uh, uh, Rashad. Uh, yes, Rashad. Yeah, right. You, you I'm say, a big Rashad fan. I know right? you're a big, big Sugar <laughs> fan. You know, I, he wants I, another match with him too. He's saying that guy. Uh, I, I don't think he could do it though. No, he's why don't you, you play small. patty cake again? And see yeah, that happens. was dumb. Like, like you said, the Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> the Nature Boy is a man. I used to love old school WCW. I think we're gonna get uh, Mike Saavedra on the show. Oh I was, yes, I was talk to wrestling. You. Yeah, I was chatting with the awesome. other day, uh, and just uh, really get into it because he's like, uh, you know, like us. He's a he's a big fan, but um, he's like almost a historian of of the sport. He's really, really, really intelligent. And, Crazy. Uh, yeah. I, would I know his knowledge is he's, deep. his knowledge is deep when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. So I, I want to just have like a wrestling show and have him come on because, again, here's another example. Like people that have never done it, never tried it. They just think, I don't know. They can't appreciate it. Like freestyling earlier when we we're talking about rhyming yeah you have to be able to challenge yourself as a human you really have to push your extension like how hard is it to do that like swimming yep. i'll never make fun of michael phelps no he's a beast you know? he's a beast because i can't i can't do what he does even comically no you know <laughs> like it's, it's unbelievable to me so straight I, up I, I just think uh people need to kind of you know move more into an appreciation i, I think that's what humanity's doing in a whole i think we're kind of uh using things like the internet to get our messages out a little bit better yeah. and uh we're, we're kind of putting this uh magnifying glass on people like yourself i think that uh you have a pretty interesting story to tell man you, you've uh you came from a small town you uh migrated out to the west you uh you put in work in so many shows open mics you did Respect, man, how man. many how many spots before you got yourself involved in a, in a decent group that knew what they want to do and then have that group have to migrate itself even to a larger point where okay now we're doing opening slots for artists and uh we're like the opening opening parts of the show you know and you guys yeah. are those guys and then and then you work your way to mid card and now you're doing that and now you're doing your own shows and other guys are opening for you that's 
that's a beautiful thing, man. Respect, Going on man. tour with legends, that, yeah. that's really crazy, man. Yeah, like, yeah. and uh, we've, been, we've been blessed with our opportunities. You know? It's a beautiful thing, man, to watch from a, from a distance. Respect, respect, man. You know, I really feel like uh, again, uh, I appreciate your kind words. Uh, you know, acknowledging uh, whatever I might have done in the beginning, but I, I would say you guys are like, you guys are like a diesel engine, man. You guys are out there, you're doing your own thing. It's uh, it's pretty hard to stop once you guys are going we're, so we're, it's beautiful man a big group of hungry cats like between 33 kids and kids itself there there's a lot of us right i think there's seven of us plus like nikki and right. and other affiliates and like rastafarsi all these people that we work with you know partnered and everything it's it we're just keep that keeps the machine like well oiled we all like tackle different things even if it's not all the time like everybody has their little piece yeah um, and I don't I, like you know as far as as far as with our group we all like just split up the work and we all get it done together so that it it's been quite the trip but I'm glad that I found this family that really uh, really holds each other down we're, we're we're more than just just dudes that make music we're like we're definitely like brothers family like especially the four of us like I we do almost everything together right you guys have like a real strong family dynamic yep it's uh it's you know when you're kind of christened with people on the road you have this like it's very it's like uh what do they call it it's like a foxhole thing like when people are in war you go to war together you know it's like you guys are brothers in the trenches together you guys are gonna fight for each other and every day it's it's you guys against the world that's what it really feels like especially on the road people don't understand that that you have to really commit to the idea of okay this is the team you know and, and if there's any kind of weakness that shows very quickly and uh, you can't expect the audience to buy it if uh, if you personally don't buy it. Exactly. You taught me that from the jump, though. Even with everything, like if you come out of the booth and you're not you're not happy with it, how can you expect other people to be exactly. enjoy it, right? And that yeah. that extends to a lot of facets of life. Right? That's exactly it, man. Like the 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 growth I've seen you put in since uh, Fight Club uh, when we did that. Re- that we we completely redid the project uh, of Fight Club. Yep. Um, you know, that was cool. You know, we both really like Chuck Palahniuk, and we both really like the uh, the work he put into that movie, and, yeah, that uh, or into that crazy book, movie. and then the book being adapted by David Fincher and being yeah. directed. That that was so well done. Uh, that gave me a lot of uh, confidence with uh, moving on to scoring films and uh, uh, TV shows and stuff. And I've been doing, yeah, and a lot of it was just rescoring. The, the clips, uh, clips of Fight Club. Yeah, right? that's cool. Like it changed, you change the mood in some of those. Yeah, the, yeah, like maybe not necessarily fully change it, but you put your own like t- a touch on it that made it fit the record perfectly. Thank right? you, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's cool. You know, that's three years on Sat next Saturday, not this one. Three years on twenty six. Three years. Three years old. I just, uh, I, I just got a text from Tony Purple a couple of days ago, and he said that it's the one year anniversary of the. Uh, uh, MD versus DJ challenge Premier. Series. Yeah, Challenge Series was one year ago. Yo, he is one of the best mixtape hosts I've ever heard. Oh, dude, it. I think it's about time to do another one. Maybe yep. you know. Yeah, oh, we're about there, and uh, I'm thinking maybe uh, this one. I, I have a different idea. I'll talk to you a little bit off the show. I'll talk to you about cool, some ideas cool. I have for it. But uh, yeah, the next volume three of the Challenge Series is going to be. Uh, pretty cool and it's definitely gonna have tony purple hosting ill, ill. so you guys out there don't have to worry about that too much it's definitely gonna be handled tony purple's a uh, man i was wondering though if uh, right now if i could i've uh, i've collected some questions oh goodness um some uh some of our listeners have sent in questions because right. uh, i put out a request the other day for some <laughs> questions uh these are gonna be names withheld just for the uh the time <clears throat> being but uh uh 
this is how you know they're outside questions. Okay, <laughs> this is right yeah. here. Uh, Dear Mr. Miz, <laughs> what? <laughs> would you ever consider using uh, a Bollywood number for sampling on one of your tracks? I guess this person doesn't. Uh, they don't know how sampling production <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that works. But yeah, uh, would you consider using Bollywood samples in one of your tracks? Yeah, of course. I mean, when it comes to like picking beats and everything, like the Commiserate Your Soul was like specific. I wanted a certain sound, but as far as like writing over beats and doing work over it, it's like if it moves me, it moves me. That's that's if I want to write to it, I'm gonna write to it, and I would be with it. So it would just be about finding something that I, I I'm feeling like it, that I can jive with, feel like I can jive with. You sound killer over soul stuff. The Respect, you know man. our last release together, Commiserate Your Soul, that that record is like just pure soul it, everything I, I used to sample on that record was just pure soul so I don't know I, I think yeah it was, it was it, I don't know if I could jump in on that question or not but like uh, I'm pretty sure I could find something that would would rock with that but I, I think I'd have to like kind of it wouldn't be my niche like it wouldn't it would be something yeah. different like people would hear it and be like I'm not expecting maybe that's this. what we should do man but maybe yeah, that's, that's what we need to something do something different so some maybe versatility that's maybe that's yeah. what we need to do like I'm not going out looking to like push the envelope like that right but if it was something that came i came across and i liked it okay. and even though it's a little different i if, if it's if i'm with it i'm with it you know what i mean like the pen will just bleed itself okay this that was a good answer you're pretty smart eh <laughs> some things in life <laughs> not all not all what are you smart okay smrt uh, bro uh here's the next question um uh dear mizula whoa uh, you know these are outside questions. <laughs> Dear Mizula, what is your favorite song on hashtag CYS, which is like Commiserate Your Soul? Favorite song? Yeah. Uh, personally, it's Eat Some Crow for a few different reasons. Like, I just like the way that it's like the structure isn't it, like not very natural. Like, it's not like just 16, 8, 16, 8. Right, right, right. right. Um, the story itself means a lot to me. Uh, it's very personal like it's just mostly about like me just like eating my mistakes and and where i fucked up and 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 just coming to grips with that that's my favorite off the album yeah. too yeah, yeah. He eats uh, eat some crow is uh and the hook some of my nice yo that hook is crazy like that that's hook. actually some of my favorite i think maybe at the end of this when we do the end of the show i think maybe i want to listen to eat some crow cool in, yeah in, instead cool. of uh, evan told me i'm supposed to get together with him and the video is we got a video coming out for that too and it's there is apparently video. apparently it's you know being in, put in place i'm supposed to go visit with him and take a look at it and see yeah see i what was needs involved in uh, some scenes yeah and uh I, I i don't know what came of it but uh yeah it's going it, to be it's directed, way, directed by evan salisbury yeah what up ev and uh he directed the uh play on video yep so uh you guys like that music from us then uh, you'll definitely definitely dig it so, yeah um okay yo are you ready for next question I feel like the next one might be offensive. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one comes from uh, uh, at Jordan on tour. Oh, my. Uh, why are the Habs the best? Bestest are the Habs. Habs are the best? Question mark. Um, Jordo. Oh, wait. I should point out that uh, Mizzy is a lifelong, diehard Boston Bruins fan. What up? Uh, long time. As, yeah, long. as long as I've been a Habs fan, he's been a Bruins fan. Yeah, since like, well, probably around like 96-ish yeah. when... After 96, when the Jets left Winnipeg. But even then, I just, like, wasn't really know what I'm thinking and liking sports. But I turned into this huge Bruins fan from time. And How I, big of a Bruins fan are you? Like, I'm talking, like, Andy Moog and, like... Andy Moog! I'm talking, like, Sergey Samsonov and Glenn Murray, like... Woo! 
like when Joe Thornton was there and stuff. But I, I just, I don't know. I just love that team. Uh, why are the Habs the best? The only reason that the only argument that you have, Jordo, is that you guys have a bajillion cups. Um, but when was the last time? I have a question for you, Jordan. When was the uh, <laughs> Jordan stirs the pot? Yeah. <laughs> where was the, when was the last time that you won a cup? And uh, do you remember it? Do you remember it? That's all does, I have to say. Does Jordan remember the last time he won a cup? I uh, I've been alive. For t- <laughs> I've been alive for two cups. I was born in '85, and uh, we we won in '86. Uh, uh, so I was one, <laughs> and then uh, in '93, uh, I was uh, eight. Yeah. So, so that makes Jordan like four. Yeah, I only remember. You were still, you were still in Pampers, bro. I know you wore Pampers till you were ten. I actually remember the '93 cup, which is good. That's dope, man. Yeah, that's that's one of the coolest things as a sports fan to live through that. I've been very fortunate. Um, I'm a big like kind of Boston area fan. People always ask you're, me like, "You're just a giant New England fan." I was trying no, to explain not that. The, not the Patriots though. I hate the Patriots, man. <clears throat> Tom, you're not a Patriots fan. No, I'm a, I'm a 49ers fan because I grew up watching San Francisco with my uncle uh, when we watched football at the Cotches place. So right. I be, grew up a Niners fan, Jerry Rice fan. But everything else, yeah, like Boston Bruins, Boston Celtics. Damn, we're gonna have a long ass year, and and also the Boston Red Sox who are in the and that's pre them winning. Like I I remember when we were down against the Yankees in the ALCS and everybody's like it's never gonna happen like you're never gonna come back and I was like no I still got my money and I was still putting bets down and still like I was still gonna win this series like wow and we came back ended up winning the World Series and that killed a huge drought like and I've so I've been fortunate I think the last 10 years I've seen I've seen one Celtics championship <clears throat> a Bruins championship <laughs> you know both socks like that's I'm just waiting amazing, man. I'm waiting for the 49ers <clears throat> to make complete so I'll just <clears throat> die a happy man any, any time now then <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Jeez, now my throat decides to kill out. Are you hear me? I was doing voiceovers last night for this uh, children's educational thing. Sick. Yeah, I was that's d- dope. It's like uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to do it uh, examples on here because maybe they'll just take it off here instead of paying me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the lion then found himself amongst the forest brethren, like and then. Yeah, you have a good voice for that. The way you speak is would be sick for it. <laughs> One, two, three. Wow. Now what happens? That kind of stuff. So that's cool, man. You know, but I, I just talk. I'm like, yeah, dude, and like talk like this, yeah. and then like go into like absolutely one. To- yeah. Our tale of the day brought to you in part. Yeah, exactly. By, you know. Yeah, you're very animated, dude. So, but you, you know how. Well, to- I appreciate that. Um, I really appreciate you coming in today, man. This, oh. is, uh, this has been a beautiful thing. It's been uh, lovely. Uh, I, I definitely uh, I cheers you. I don't know if that's empty or not. but uh, uh, I'll cheers, cheers I'll ch- you. With my honey lemon tea. Shout out to Tim Hortons cheers and honey lemon boom. tea. <laughs> yeah, brother. Well, uh, thanks for coming in today. I hope this uh, will be one of many, 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 many. Yeah, get you yeah, on the definitely. rotation here. Come in and talk some stuff. And Yeah, yeah I'm with that. Anytime, man. <clears throat> we can bring the kids, the kids along one of these days. I would appreciate that. I'm glad you got a... Uh, I'm really, 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 really glad to have you back home from the road, and you're safe. Yeah, respect, and, uh, man. respect. You have new experiences, and you're an even bigger and better uh, personality. And uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm really happy. Personality to see that, and man. weight. And weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, beautiful stuff. All right, everyone. As always, you can always follow me at MD underscore Boonsday on Twitter, and you can follow uh, Jay Miz of the kids. You can follow him at. Um, uh, what is it now? Misnum? Misnum underscore PI. Yeah, like Magnum PI, but Miz. Misnum, yeah, I M- started watching Magnum PI. Like, oh, that's it's crazy too, man. You follow Mizzy at uh, M I Z Z N U M underscore PI. 
Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter there. And uh, you can also uh, check out Kids. Where can we find uh, Kids uh, Music, bro? At Kids Music 604 and uh, at 33 underscore kids would be the two other Twitter handles. And it's all over Facebook, all over social networking. Uh, kids Music 604.bandcamp.com as well. We really appreciate you guys listening, man. Uh, you can always send uh, questions to part nerd promo at gmail.com. Again, that's P A R T N E R D. Nerd <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, I see what you did there with the wordplay. Oh, that's excellent. I see what you Thank did, you. bro. Thank you. Very clever with your word designs. You must uh, be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it, you guys listening. And uh, we're going to get into uh, Eat Some Crow here from uh, from Commiserate Your Soul by J. Miz, uh, produced by moi, produced by me. And uh, oh yeah, and full, fully produced by yeah. super super crazy production. So you, after you listen to that, go and listen to Macca's record, and then see the difference between the two, and you'll be like, "What the hell?" Same like dude, this, yeah, what? same dude. This is crazy. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks, thanks a lot, brother. No worries, bro. Definitely chat, definitely uh, chat with you in a bit. Okay, everyone, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow and send us questions. We love you all. Thank you for tuning in. Trying to save it, last year, latest irrational statements. Patch on the pages, ink can't erase it. Catch it from the past, and I'm practicing patience. Pack on my passion, the price that I pay is my words get hurt. We get what we deserve. Yeah, yeah, we all get what we deserve. Uh, gonna get what we deserve. What have you earned? Let pride take control of perception, clouding up any clarity we hold. I swear. We're more than breaking down the code, pronouncing yourself last. Learn where to let go. It wouldn't grow when I felt to get close. Shed it over sunlight, every scene till it's no hold up. That if you don't trust it Reason for this why I even exists one weekend I'm gone, come back to a list Who's speaking and risk Lead to be a mistress No longer bear trust Just cease and assist Didn't mistreat us Just ourselves Being together shouldn't wear down our health No, no, no Fly will help you fly We'll never know, no Don't feel whatever, know that Nah, keep it still So the Kodak So we can't find things That we gotta throw back Like a brick off the window Time to hold back These two points all worth it That's cold facts Sorry, that's you Yourself Seem being part Only thing that helps Is that offensive? Like my vision, why I barely wear my lenses. But I still see clear, and I feel my fear have to steer us back to the trenches. So we dear throwing verbal spears, it appears we lack our true intentions. Say I'm a prick, but you know that I'm joking. I'm not sure what makes us think we should play as opponents. I know my own emotions are not easily decoded. Not just losing grip upon myself, but losing all my focus. Your focus, your focus. Now I'm switching up my focus. We'll never know how far could go unless we own up. Then we'll grow from mistakes we made and break the mold. Face off all time, we take control. Shaking off old habits that I hold. No savage man when I smash no more. Since tragic accident, trash my soul. Not commiserated back, so much cool. I show fell off from a coon. I'm back in the fold. Be relaxed at home. Squad back to the hole. Now that was a bull trying to live like a king. John told me only have two or three things. First one's work is cool. That one's a definite. Other two, that's premiership or estrogen. So I pick one. And you're gonna love me. Lose money, chasing women. If a woman chasing money, they said time's money. Waste my rhymes if you're lovely enough. Let's take a bit of Take a bit of mind, lovely enough that you take a bit of mind. Say, I'm a prick, but you know that I'm joking. I'm not sure what makes us think we should play as opponents. I know my own emotions are not.